You know, in every, in every group of believers, there's always that one brother, you know, that one person that's on their own wavelength. They like doing their own things their own way, right? And they have their own interesting way of connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the time of the Prophet sallallahu there was a companion just like this. His name was Abdullah ibn Rawaha. And Abdullah ibn Rawaha, he would often pass by a gathering of companions and he would tell them a statement that was very controversial to the Sahaba at that time. He would tell them, Hayya bina nu'minu sa'a. Said, come on, let's believe for one hour. Let's sit down and believe for one hour. And then he would say sometimes that the heart, it turns faster than water inside a boiling pot. So faith, iman, it needs to be renewed, right? But one sahabi didn't like this. He went to the Prophet wasallam and he complained. He said, Ya Rasulullah, Ibn Rawaha, he is getting us away from your iman to the iman of one hour. Aren't we mu'min? Don't we sit with you? We sit in your lectures, we listen to you speak. We renew our faith. Ya Rasulullah, why is he telling us to come and believe for one hour? He said, the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Yarhamullahu ibn Rawaha. He said, may Allah have mercy on ibn Rawaha. فَإِنَّهُ يُحِبْ الْمَجَالِسَ الَّتِي تُبَاهِي بِهَا الْمَلَائِكَةِ He likes the gatherings that the angels boast about. He likes the gatherings that the angels boast about. Allahu Akbar. And there's no doubt, brothers and sisters, that Iman needs to be renewed. And there's also no doubt that the Sahaba had more Iman than us today, right? Do we doubt this? No, the Sahaba were on some other level of Iman. And this is why today I'm going to make a claim that you're going to see as a bit controversial, the same way they saw Ibn Rawaha's statement as crazy, you're gonna, see what, you're gonna see what I'm about to say as crazy. But let me explain. I'm saying, let us come and disbelieve for one hour. Someone may say, astaghfirullah. Disbelieve? Kufr? Yes. Because in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gave us two levels of coming close to Him and drawing nearer to Him and becoming a believer. Because we aren't at the level of the Sahaba yet. We're one notch lower. We're one step behind. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Baqarah, after the greatest ayah in the Qur'an, he said, لا إكراه في الدين There is no compulsion in religion. قد تبين الرجد من الغي Right? The truth and falsehood are clear paths. They're two distinguished paths. Then Allah says, فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالطَّاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ Whoever disbelieves, disassociates from Taghut, 
disbelieves in Taghut and believes in Allah and then they they have held tight they have clinged on to the what? to the true straight path to the rope that leads to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is why I'm saying let us go back we're not we didn't get to the level of this is where the Sahaba were lurking around. We're saying, So let us sit down together for one hour, just like Ibn Rawaha made the claim. Let us do kufr bit for one hour. Let us disassociate ourselves from anything that is loved, that is admired, that is respected, that is followed before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives. Anything that we give status to more than Allah, let's disassociate from it. Let's disbelieve in it. Any system, any person, any way, any culture that gets us away from Allah, let's do kufr of it. Just like Ibrahim alayhi salam, Allah told us that we have a good example in Ibrahim, uswatun hasana fi Ibrahim. Right? We have a good example in Ibrahim. What did he say? He told his people, Inna minkum wa min kafarna bikum. He said, We disbelieve, I disbelieve in you. Disbelieve in who? Disbelieve in the ones that are followed, that are admired, that are respected above Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the reality is, brothers and sisters, that we have things in our lives that are hidden taghut. What is taghut? Taghut comes from the word tughyan, which means transgressing. Transgressing upon who? There are things that are taking the rights of Allah from us, day and night that we don't know. Little things, it could be little things, it could be big things, things that we hold dear to us, things that if we're told, by the way, this opposes the path of Allah, we're like, yeah, I know, but come on, there has to be a way around this. See that? Let us disbelieve in that for one hour. And this is why, subhanAllah. See, there are people that gave their lives for la ilaha illallah. There are people that lived for la ilaha illallah. There are people that died for la ilaha illallah. And there are people that only do business with la ilaha illallah. And there are people that want the dunya with la ilaha illallah. And this is why in a famous story, say uh, the famous, the, 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 the lion of the desert in Libya, his name was Umar al-Mukhtar, rahimahullah, right? This man is a man who fought the imperial powers at the time that set to occupy the land of Libya. And when he was captured and before he was sent to execution on his way to being executed and being hung because he was captured in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was met by someone who sold their la ilaha illallah for some of the dunya. He was met by what they called a mufti or a scholar or someone who's educated or learnt, but someone who did not truly tread the path of Allah 
On his way there, he wanted to give him some advice. Perhaps get some brownie points. Perhaps get some, some reward by speaking to Sheikh Umar before he was taken to execution. He told him, hey, say la ilaha illallah. Say la ilaha illallah before you. He said, me? Are you telling me to say la ilaha illallah? He said, I lived la ilaha illallah. And the only reason I'm dying is for la ilaha illallah. As for you, you eat bread with la ilaha illallah. You buy and sell with la ilaha illallah. There's, there's no comparison between the two. And here the difference lies, your brothers and sisters, between the person who truly lives and embodies this meaning and the definition of la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah and the one who doesn't. And last, I'll conclude with a reminder that one of our beloved ulama gave us. He said, know that the one who treads the path of Allah will live a hard life, will live a hard life. It won't be easy, but will always live big and always will die big. We'll live a hard life. It'll be tough, but you'll live big with your, with your head held up high and you will die big with your head held up high. He said, and no, may Allah have mercy on you, that living for the sake of Allah is much more difficult than dying for the sake of Allah. Living for the sake of Allah is much more difficult than dying for the sake of Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who live for His sake. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who sit down and do kufr bit-taghut. And then move on to believing Allah in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who cling on to the rope of Allah that leads to him and to unite us in Jannatul Firdaus. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Shahru Ramadan al-lazhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an hudallin الناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكملوا العدة ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون